This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning prop firm, Fidel Crest, and is for entertainment purposes only. My first live account, I loaded it with £500, just as like a test or, you know, forward testing kind of thing. And yeah, I took that to 1500 So I tripled it in three months with decent risk management. Once you realise that you've got a strong strategy and it's pretty much almost watertight and it's difficult for you to lose money, literally, then you lose the fear. I had a first four-digit winner and I didn't just, feel Just a anything. trade, just one trade, yeah. yeah. Okay, just yeah, one, just, yeah. But even though I had others that were three digits, it was the first one that hit four digits. And that was when I realized, oh, something's changed now. And then like later on the same day, I didn't have any fear in taking another trade. And then that went four digits as well. And then at the end of the week, five digits and stuff like that. So I'm not saying it's easy to be profitable. It's not. Obviously, the numbers, you know, less than 1% are and all that stuff. But once you are profitable, the difficulty is to then carry on doing exactly the same thing but at a higher higher position size this is when my profitability like really really took off and when my confidence really took off is when episode 228 all right folks we're flipping the switch here this week on trading up we had naveen prithiani trading superstar last week this week we've got an unknown trader who is an avid listener of the show who's gone through hell and back to make it as a full-time profitable trader we're going to hear this grassroots story every detail in a second and you're going to find out why i got him on the show in just a couple of minutes so folks um the guy's name is ben omar and what he shares with you today is something you're probably going to want to have on repeat and use it as motivation to get yourself over that line all right if you are looking for stuff from the likes of naveen well look good news we've got him back on doing a little video on candlesticks he breaks it down to the micro level so you can really understand what's going on underneath and behind a candlestick what makes it up that video is dropping on the channel soon along with part three of our three-part support and resistance series with jamie palmer that's hitting in the weekend so don't miss that and we've got all those live streams on the channel as well and we've got that new thing if you've seen it great if you haven't go and check it out there's links under the video to the telegram channel where the trades on the live streams are being posted on those channels so you guys can get alerted when those trades hit along with a few other trades as well so we've got herrera khan up there first so go and check that out folks it's new here on trading now talking about links in the description we've got the one dollar trial of my robot lab live and it's great to see a few people taking that up this week or a few more people and this week is a good time to join because we're actually starting on a new robot build so if you want to be part of that journey then it's a one dollar trial you get in there seven days you're going to see what it's all about so guys go and check that out all under the video but for now let's hear from my sponsor and get on with the show fidel crest is an award-winning prop firm that funds traders with up to two million dollars and offers generous profit splits up to 90 percent so one thing that really sets fidel crest apart is their no minimum trading days requirement on their challenge and verification stages on top of that traders who successfully pass the challenge and verification stages are eligible to receive a bonus payout of up to 30k on top of their funded stage profit split payout on performance and be sure to use promo code trading that all one word to get 10% off your next challenge click the link in the description below or the card above to find out more all right folks here we are in trading that now you've we've got a fam well, an unfamiliar face in front of you today uh it goes by the name of ben uh omar and welcome to the well first of all welcome to the show ben before we get into the big spiel that i'm going to give so welcome all the way over there in london thank you good to um, be here cam 
Well, look, well, look, let's get into the spiel. So th- this started off with, with Ben sending me an email, and I want to read the email out to you guys just so to give you some context as to why I've got him on the show and why this show is probably going to be one of the ones you're going to want to listen to maybe a few times. So let's start with me reading this email out. Um, my name's Ben. I've been trading now for five years. The last two have been serious slash full-time. Uh, I wanted to reach out to you because I've been through hell and back in the last few years. Your podcast gave me the motivation and inspiration to keep going. There are many times where I nearly stopped and your show slash guests were integral in keeping me going through the dark times. Now I'm in a very good now I'm in a very good place. I rarely have losing days and I define my weekly uh, day a daily weekly paycheck. Uh, I have nothing to sell, nothing for anyone to subscribe to. The only reason I want to be a guest is to help people out there who uh who were where I was. It was horrific, sleepless nights, anxiety, everything. It doesn't have to be like that. Now I'm going to leave it there because it was more to the email, but that was the 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 the, the bulk of the the good stuff, and pretty much like the, one of the main reasons I got you on. So Ben, Thanks, thank Jeff. you for coming on and sharing your story. So let's start off with your journey. How did you get into trading? What uh, trading? What was your sort of early life like? These sort of things. Yeah, um, so early life, like I grew up maybe not with so much money, uh, which probably had an impact on me as well. Um, so, but uh, I got into I got into uh, a kind of good career in my twenties, um, made like okay decent money. Um, but then, as I as I kind of hit thirty, I had uh, a daughter on the way, and I wanted to kind of take um, like finance to the next level. Uh, so I started uh, basically like looking at how to invest, what should I, you know, how am I going to have a retirement? Um, so I, I did, um, I started looking into like ETFs. I had a friend tell me to invest in like uh, the NASDAQ and stuff like that. Um, I ended up investing in crypto uh, <laughs> and and uh, and basically what it all kind of stemmed from there because I would be buying like Bitcoin uh, like once a month or something, and I'd see the price would bounce between levels. Um, so I'd always try and get the best the best price, and that's kind of where it all, it all kind of just stemmed from there. Where I I would basically be kind of almost swing trading Bitcoin from an investment point of view, kind of thing. Um, and and yeah, and the problem with the problem I found with crypto was that I was just spending so much money on like fees and commissions and stuff. So um, I then moved over to stocks so i found stocks um but the problem with stocks is uh, obviously the pdt rule so with stocks you need a hell of a lot of money like just to get going um so i i, I was using an unregulated broker uh, for for stocks and um they were doing some dodgy things like i couldn't exit positions uh and stuff like that like yeah it's pretty crazy like i think if the broker probably had their own positions on and maybe they didn't want they didn't want you to exit exactly you know when you're scalping you need to exit on that second uh, and stuff like that so um yeah i basically took took all my money out of there and i was like okay what am i going to do and then um i found i found forex basically um and then yeah from from there it's just only been it's only been forex and um i do trade indices as well um but yeah mainly just forex now and and so this journey into forex, like we're going to dive deep into this because this is where mm. you started listening to the podcast, and I think you said yeah. before you said before the show that you've listened to 
pretty much every episode. Of, much. I'm, guess, yep. I'm guessing the trading that one. Um, yep. Maybe not my other one. And uh, no. how did how on earth did the the journey into forex go? Because it sounds like you've gone from like really just I suppose maybe dabbling in trading to trying to take it seriously. So how did that all go? And if you yeah. if you've got any sort of time yeah. horizons, yeah. include those as well. Yeah, so I probably spent about six months in crypto and then maybe a year in stocks. And then since then, like the last, I don't know, two or three years in in, in Forex, um, I think something like that. But so in crypto, um, I overall was just break even. So and this is this is something I was going to say as well. For, so for like a long time, I thought I was profitable. So I'd, at the end of the month, I'd make money. At the end of three months, at the end of the quarter, I'd make money. But then at the end of six months, it would be overall break even. And so, and then, and then, so, and then I moved, when I moved over to stocks, I was making like 50, 50, 80 pounds a day, like on average, something like that. But again, I was kind of like stocks are pretty easy to scalp, I think, but um, it's, yeah, it's just a, a different, um, a different beast in terms of the kind of capital you need for it. So as I say, that's why I went into Forex and Forex, on when I went into Forex, I I was doing okay with with stocks. So I kind of thought, oh well, this is just a 24-hour stock market basically, but it's it's not not at all. Um and and yeah, so that's where I, I kind of hit a big wall um when I joined Forex because I was literally just overall just break even straight for about there was a period of about 18 months where I wasn't making any money, but I was putting in every single hour of my day. Sorry, that's my cat. Um, so I was putting every single hour of the day. I mean, like literally, I'm not proud to say this, but like I've got, I, 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 I fall asleep at my desk at like 1am. I'd wake up at about 6 or 7am, put a coffee on and get cracking, you know? So um, it was, it was really, 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 really intense. Um and, and what, and yeah, what were you was, doing? What were you doing from stocks to, to forex? What was the sort of approach that you brought across? Com- complete. Well, exactly. This is another thing that doesn't work. So, in in stocks, um, I, I wasn't paying like I wasn't paying commission. I wasn't really. I wasn't paying like the spread was a lot tighter. Um, it was a lot easier basically to scalp a few minutes. Um, whereas it, this is where I was getting cut up. So then I move over to Forex and I was getting absolutely just cut up on spread, slippage, commissions, and all this. So um a lot of the times I you know, I, I would have in a trade, in a forex trader, I would have made money if it was if it was a stock simply because of all, all you know, all the stuff um in between. And so yeah, for a long time I was trying to I was trying to like scalp um scalp a few minutes in 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 fx and and it just wasn't working just wasn't working and i couldn't i couldn't understand because you know i was doing everything you know i thought this is trading that this is you know but it's not when when you're trading different instruments you need to understand or you know different asset classes you need to understand they behave differently they have different characteristics they have different costs uh and how they work and stuff so um it took me a long time to kind of adapt uh, or, or or find the strategy that was conducive to trading fx basically and so what, what would you say your your strategy type was when you were trading stocks initially yeah I, like i say it was just really it was momentum it was just all momentum and all just like 
scalp it, as I say, scalping 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, right. five minutes maximum. Um, and, and yeah, you know, that is doable. I think that is doable in, in, in stocks, but I just couldn't, I, you know, I just couldn't replicate that or bring that over to FX. And um, yeah, that's why I was just getting absolutely... Well, well, I mean, to be fair, like after 12 months, you were break even. That's that's pretty good going. I mean, I've got to say that that is from a lot of the guests is like blow account, blow account, blow account for you to be able to to stay, you know, I mean, what sort of capital were you trading at that point? Well, well, that's the thing. So in my first three months, I was I was doing really, really well. So I'm in my first three months. I my first live account, I loaded it with 500 pounds just as kind of more just as like a like a, a test or you know forward testing kind of thing um and uh, and yeah i took that to 1500 so i tripled it in three months with decent risk management you know i was i always had a stop loss i always you know had a had a, had a reasonable position size and stuff like that so i did i did really well um for the first three months but um yeah then then uh, i just got involved in too many I think I've got involved in too many pairs, too many pairs with too much spread, too much commission. Um, and yeah, just started getting absolutely cut up. And that that's why we're that's what I mean. Like to have like profitable months, profitable quarters, and then you know, unprofitable months that would just bring me back down to to break even. And so, you know, I'm putting all this kind of all this effort in and putting absolutely like blood, sweat, and tears into it. And at the end of like the whole year, I look back and I'm 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 where I was. And it's like, oh my, like there's no point in doing this, you know. And that's 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 those times where I'm watching your I was watching your podcast, watching um guys on there like just like as I said before this call, um I remember specifically one time like it was like 2 a.m. I'm laying on the floor in my living room, staring up at the ceiling, thinking, like, what am I going to do? Uh, and, and in the background is your podcast. And then there's a dude saying, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Like, whatever you do, just don't give up. And I just thought, yeah. And I remember it was like 2 a.m. And I jumped back on the charts and and carried on for, you know, I'm not saying to do this, but and then I carried on for like, you know, the rest of the night or whatever, because, yeah. All right, folks, I'm here at Blackpool Markets headquarters in Auckland, New Zealand. You can see this amazing view behind me of Auckland Harbour. Now, talking about views, if you do want to get free TradingView Pro, then all you need to do is trade one lot a month at Blackpool Markets, and they're going to give you free TradingView Pro. So, folks, to find out more, click the link in the description below or the card above. So, because what I'm thinking is like, so how on earth did you manage to have like a full year where you could be at the charts almost, you know, 24 hours a day? well, it was more than yeah. So yeah. how did you manage to do that? Well, how did you manage to get in a position where you could do that and you decided that I'm going to commit everything to it and not have any other work commitments, et cetera? So I was lucky. I, so before I got into trading at all, I had um, a business. Um, so I had my own profitable like business away from trading um, that I built uh, like in my in my late 20s or, uh, or mid 20s. Um, and and yeah, so that that gave me the capital to be able to just just go for this, really. Yeah. Okay. And then, and so, and then once, once, so yeah, and then once I got like once I got stuck into it, I've I don't know if it's just my personality or something, but if something's a challenge, um, the harder it is, the more I want it, the more I want to beat it, or you know. So um, so yeah, the, like when I was trading, like the worst things got just just more the more i wanted to 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 beat this thing you know 
Yeah. And so, so um, I mean, what can you think of any other episodes that sort of really helped you along the way from either, either from just a motivational point of view or from a, a technical point of view and things that you sort of, you know, glean from maybe not an episode of the podcast, but the, the courses that are mini courses that are on there, on there as well. Um, so to be honest, not really from a technical perspective, well, my belief, my belief is that any strategy can work. Any technical strategy can work if you incorporate correct risk management, money management and stuff like that. Um, but where your, your podcast, I mean, pretty much every single episode, like you mentioned about, um, I mean, I've, I've followed guys like Al Brooks before. I've bought his books. I've followed other guys like Tom Hugard, um, stuff like that. And um, these guys are inspirational, but none of them actually helped me, I think, really from a technical perspective, because I think I like I developed my own way of trading. And I think that's what everyone needs to do. Everyone needs to de- develop their own way. You can't, you can't, I honestly believe like you can't just copy someone or you can't copy someone's strategy because over the long run, it, it's just, it's just not going to work. It's just, if, if something doesn't, if, if something doesn't make logical sense to you and you don't have full belief in why this is happening, then how are you going to increase your size uh, significantly? So, you know, how are you going to go from risking 50 pounds to 500 pounds to 5,000, you know, so how are you going to make those leaps if you, in your core, it hasn't come from you? I don't know. You know, so. Okay. So it was mainly the, it was mainly the interviews giving you the motivation and the the like sort of, you know, I suppose high level thinking and maybe that's a way to go like to, to, you know, get just, I mean, it does help you focus on purely the chart stuff is your stuff. It's really got yeah. to be you. You've got to make it your own. I mean, yeah. what were some of the things that when you were making it your own that helped you or that you sort of discovered to to give you to give you that confidence? I mean, how did you get the confidence? Just from my confidence shot up when I realized that I had a watertight trading plan. As, as, when, once you realize that you've got a strong strategy. And it's and it's pretty much almost watertight, and it's difficult for you to lose money. Literally, then um, it becomes yeah, you, you lose the fear. I lost, you know that this is a, another thing. So I had a big period for probably close to a year where I was almost not putting on trades, or when I was putting on live trades, I just watched the market. And when, but when I would put on trades, they would be tiny, so I'd be losing like five pounds um if it lost you know stuff like that because i had too much fear and i had too much fear because i didn't trust my strategy and i didn't trust my strategy because it wasn't watertight so as soon as as soon as i realized that actually i have a really strong edge or a decent one then um yeah just that's when that's when it became i need to i need to just get up and press this button and get it on because you know, it's every single day I'm seeing this. So, can you say? Can you define watertight? Watertight. Um, the watertight is <laughs> well, nothing is water super watertight really, but um, it's more um, it's more just confidence in from back testing and forward testing that you you know, like watertight to me is knowing that at the end of every week I'm like 99% going to make money. You know, that's watertight to me. Okay. And so, okay. And, and 
so you got to the point where you your confidence level was was up there high enough that you knew that okay I'm going to make money at the end of the week regardless of what happens okay let's dive into some of the some of the stuff you're doing around the trading now just to from a numbers point of view and you know we'll start off with the time frame that you enter enter on and what what time frames you enter what time frames you analyze and then maybe yeah. the pairs as well yeah yeah sure um so uh i analyze from top down so i'll start with like i'll start monthly i'll go through monthly weekly uh daily four hour i'll mark out zones this is more just for me to know. So I don't trade on those time frames, but it's more it's more for me to know that I don't want to be going long into a weekly resistance zone or a monthly resistance zone. So it's more to keep me out of trouble. Um, and then I'll go down to uh, the five minute. Um, and this is, so in the morning, I'll mark up my zones and then I'll, I'll, I'll just be watching the five minute um and then yeah i just i I'm a, i have a very simple strategy just break and retest like there's no there's there's nothing special really about what i do i think what's special probably or different about what i do is my risk management and my money management so that's what that's what makes me money it's, it's literally as simple as that not my this is what i mean it's not the it's not my technical analysis it's not my technical entry it's just purely my risk management that's it that's literally all it is and, and can you can you i mean because like be a break and retest has been on here a million times yeah. um and marking up zones and you know that there's a million times yeah. as well so so what are you doing in the money management risk management point of view that's different from yeah. other people yeah. out there yeah so and the so this is where i got a lot of confidence from so when i discovered um hedging or how to how to hedge um and how to dollar cost average um that was when i got like a lot of confidence um in what i was in, in what i was doing because um yeah all of a sudden i wasn't i wasn't kind of getting cut up with constant you know getting my stop loss hit all the time you know so if if, so, if my stop loss if my if my sometimes you know quite a lot of the time if my stop loss gets hit um i i make money because i've hedged it you know so right okay so that's so and where would you hedge would you hedge on the on the stop getting when the stop gets hit you take the opposite position or do you take two positions when you get in and get it's out so, if you... it's yeah it's normally uh, it's normally cost. discretionary but it's normally yeah. i have i'll have like a i'll have an i'll have an entry point if if a trade's going against me i'll have an entry point the op essentially the opposite way um to cover to cover my stop loss getting hit but it's very you know hedging is um it's easy to it's easy to hedge anyone can hedge but the skill is knowing when to kind of un unwind it really yeah yeah because yeah, it can you can get in a in tricky situations where you you know you got two positions on and it's like well what's going on here i don't yeah, yeah. mean to get out of one and if i get out of this one what if it carries on and yeah, all yeah, sort of yeah. stuff so i suppose that you've obviously got a way that you do it that ensures that you can you can get out of the both sides now is that yeah. something to do with seeing an opposite signal to get to get you out of it's it's I, so i go yeah it's kind of an opposite signal so it's based on so it's not the same it won't be the same entry signal it's basically based on the uh the the percent of it's hard because i've just made this up myself i don't there's not really like it's based on it's based on basically how 
pretty much how badly my my original position is going. So um, uh, at a certain percent of my original position, I will start to hedge. But as well, I scout in and out. So uh, uh, of all my trades. So if uh, so, so, yeah, there's a lot of scaling. Uh, so right. Yeah. So if you haven't got it, so basically, if you haven't scaled the full thing in, then you obviously have got less risk on the table anyway. So you, you know, if you stop to get hit, you might not even bother hedging because you're going well. It's the first I position, and well. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. okay, yeah. <clears throat> right, right, right. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Oh, that's interesting. It's an interesting way. It's interesting that you discovered that, and how earth, how on earth did you discover that that was the way you were going to make this thing work? Um, just one, just literally one day. I, 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 I was. I mean, uh, it, trading isn't like. Um, uh, it wasn't like one aha moment. Um, it was like a collection of hundreds, you know, of aha moments, really. But um, yeah, just one day I thought I. I, if you, I, I start, what happened was I, I, I was looking into hedging, so I knew this. I, I looked into it, and then um, I tried to basically find a way of incorporating it into how I trade, how I would normally trade. Um, and yeah, that's what I'd recommend. Now, you talked about making, like in your email, you also talked about making sort of every mistake in the book. I mean, yeah, yeah. Can you go through yeah, that period yeah. of your trading? I mean, how did that, what kind of mistakes were you making and how detrimental was that to your mental state? And like, were there any yeah. sort of massively low times like the one you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. So um, every mistake. So over leveraging, mostly around leveraging, over leveraging or under leveraging more because I didn't understand position sizing perfectly. You know, I just, oh, I normally trade one lot, so I'll use one lot, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, um, from from that perspective and, like, um, fear, like, not... Um, so you might know trading in the zone. So a yeah. big, big mistake, yeah, big mistake I do is just not giving in to the process. So I'd have a plan. Just the classic thing, what everyone, every trader probably does. They have a plan. Five minutes into their entry, plan's gone out the window. You know, they're doing this, that. The stock's been moved. I'm making another entry. You know, just, just absolutely, you know, madness. Um, so yeah, yeah, literally everything like that. And probably the lowest point for me was I remember um, I tried a, I tried a funding, I tried to uh, to get funding. Um, this is way too early, so I shouldn't have done it. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to do it, and I went for funding, and I, uh, I, I, I had a great entry, had a, had a, everything perfect, like in terms of a trade, and because I was so under leveraged, uh, it, it was just a meaningless trade. But it would have, you know, I don't know, it went like AR or you know, it would have got me. It would have got oh, yeah. me, you know, in That's one trade, it would have yeah. got me past, you know, like so. And I, and I, and you know, looking back on that, I was just like, oh my god. And then because because I realised I was under leveraged, then on the next trade, I over leveraged and I lost the thing. So it's like, <laughs> you know, every mistake, every yeah, mistake. yeah, right. And and so and you I, said you said here that you had. I'm oh, sorry, were you going to say something? Extra? Yeah, no, just as well, like being greedy. So I have a plan. I'd have a plan, you know, I'm getting out at this point. It gets to that point, just like as well, like I'm sure what every trader does, they look at their PL. Oh, it's looking quite juicy. I think I'm gonna leave this one. And then, you know, it comes screaming back to break even or screaming back to stop loss. Just that would happen all the time, you know. Just I just I 
this is the thing as well. So from day one, I'd always have a stop loss. So when I when I very first started trading, I always there's one 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 mistake I didn't do was I always I always knew a place where I was going to get out, but I never had a take profit for for years. I'd just be trading like no take profit. It's you can't you you have to have areas like I don't care like what you're doing if you come out the whole trade or if you take partials, whatever you you need. You need to have points where, you, where you're taking profit. You need mm. predefined, and you need to stick to it religiously. And so, so do you have like a quite a complex tra- taking profit process, or um, or levels, or are you like ah, oh, it's just always two R or something like that? Uh, so, so now, so um, I try to have like one. I try to look at. at so I never take any profit below one R, um, and I try to trail my stop. Um, so if something goes one R uh, or over one R, I, I'm very discretionary at my take profit, but I will take profit if that makes sense. So mm. um, if so, too many times, what I was doing is I'd have a set risk to reward, and then I'd take uh, I'd enter great trades, um, and I'd I'd take it off too early. I not, not in a greedy sense, but it would just uh, the trade, for instance. Sometimes you'll have like your one R. You one R, you know, is is there, um, and the trade just blows straight past it. Well, it's like, and you know that that's why I try to trail it. So, in case there's those times where you just get a massive kind of spike through or something, um, then I try to trail my stop at one R. So if it if it blasts if it blasts through, you know, TP one, I put my stop, I put a trading stop there, and then I just like I try to let the market go but as it goes i'll raise that tp basically tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts introducing my robot builders club with our platform you can build bots in minutes not weeks without any coding required get lifetime access to my video course vip community and over 40 ready-made robots works with mt4 or mt5 and as a bonus you'll get three months access to my robot lab where we build and test bots on live calls every week join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter not harder click the link in the description to learn more get the free training and download a free robot okay and is there any sort of trick to your trailing stops um, it's more technical. It's hundred percent discretionary, technical based on um, literally based on candlesticks. Yeah, candlestick patterns. So, um, if um, if I see like a, uh, an engulfing candle, for example, then I'll just put the TP. I'll just keep moving the TP up below engulfing candles. Right. Okay. And and um, so let's quickly dive into the. I suppose aha moments you mentioned, right? So yeah. in, in your email, you even said, you know, you said uh, aha moments, um, which were, were true aha moments, not the false dawns I had I yeah. had before. So well, talk us through the false dawns, which which is quite yeah. interesting. Well, I don't think we've had these before. Yeah. yeah. So there'll be so many, um, there were so many times where I would, I'd have a trading day um, and things would go well. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd see things in the market. So for instance, um, you know, like on a trend day, um, anyone can trade a trend day, right? Mm, so yeah. um, I'd see on a, on a trend day, it will just keep grinding, right? And so I think, okay, what I need to do is I need to play uh, place a, a stop order above here and, and then it will, you know, so things like that. And and then I'd like 
go run into uh, my missus and be like, right, I figured it out. Don't worry. Like, this is it now, you know. And, and this would be like literally every day. Like, or, or <laughs> yeah. nearly like, yeah, <laughs> nearly like every day. So um, those were the four storms. And then then what was happening is like the next day we're in a range and it's and it's not and it's not happening, you know. And so this is like as a, as a when you when I started trading, you know, I didn't understand that that there are all these different kind of types of markets and all, all you know all different things happen. And basically, every every strategy works and every strategy doesn't work, and you just need to cover cover yourself for when it doesn't work. And that is literally that is trading. Like that is it. And so, if you had to sort of like go here with a true aha moments what what were they for you and were there any specific days or can you remember a date or a day or something that you know that really sort of changed things um i think it was when yeah so there was one where i realized dollar cost averaging um it not just not just averaging ever not just averaging a losing position that that's that's not what dollar cost averaging is so if like let's say uh, let's say i'm in a trade um and i've i've decided for so i'm quite discretionary so i've decided for whatever reason i'm i'm not hedging i'm i'm i I have high conviction in this i'm only going let's say let's say i have a strong bias in something and i'm only i'm only going long so i'm in a position what what i realized uh, a big aha moment was um just placing um understanding risk and placing uh specific sized orders in specific places quite close to my stop loss so that um uh basically like those those positions would be um yeah just obviously i don't need to explain um dollar cost averaging but um yeah just aha moments around that aha moments around averaging um and and probably the biggest one was just being actually yeah i'd say being just keeping it super simple so this is when my profitability like really, really took off. And when my confidence really took off is when I stopped trying to trade everything and I stopped trying to trade um, every every kind of everything I could see, like not just in terms of every instrument, but in terms of the chart. So I'd be like watching it like a hawk all day and trying to look, look for like, you know, oh, this candlestick pan, that candle, like, no like just i just focused on you know one session one trade a session and and that's it yeah. right and and how hard was it to get to that point where you're like nah i'm just going to do one trade a session because i suppose yes. you already you already Very, built the habit of trading all the all of yeah. candles you know in the session yeah. and the out of the session yeah. how do you how yeah. did you manage to get to that was it was there some sort of crisis that happened or whatever you know? yeah i think it yeah, it was just it was like that that period of where I look back of like eighteen months or something of being break even. I knew that I had to change. I had to change like completely. Like I had to change completely. Um, and 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 that's when I realised. Like I just thought, okay, all I need is one winning trade. That's all. You, that's all you need. One winning trade a day. That's all you need. So um, I tried to just focus on just one trade at least per session and then at maximum one trade per session and then um hone it down to a really high conviction trade so i uh you know i'm very um uh very specific on 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 what trades i take they say you know only a plus plus or whatever that's what they say right yeah. so yeah that's what i try to aim for like just 
but it's like how do you define that you can't you can't it's, it's very difficult to define exactly what an a plus plus yeah. trade is but it's say like where i have a bias and sentiment is my way fundamentals are my way and you know everything else is other confluences so psychological levels on the chart um, and other things like that okay and so um diving into like what pairs you you're trading now so you talked about going from every single thing so what do you do now do you so I, I I tried I pretty much just trade one pair, but um I'll that pair will get interchanged um every few months based on what I like the look of, or it could be every few weeks. So um recently like gold's been moving really, really nicely, or for me anyway, the um recently. So uh I've been trading a lot of gold. Uh but like the end of last year, I was trading a lot of euro dollar uh i think it, when it was in it was in like a nice downwards it, there, we, we had a lot of things like mm. because i'm looking at the fundamental side of stuff so like when the the war in ukraine happened um we we, we entered a, a really strong like downtrend in in euro dollar so i remember i was i was just shorting euro dollar like almost every day for like for months um and then and yeah like yeah okay so so you are, you do do some fundamental stuff to to give you a market that's going to be i suppose 100%. give you your edge right yeah it gives you your edge yeah. um now uh what about like so you started off with 500 pound and you tripled that and then uh you you ended up being break even at the end of 18 months what what how did yeah. you sort of fund your way forward from there when I mean, where where did you what was the next step from that 500 pounds so when i really had um the, the the when you know earlier when i talked about having a really strong watertight plan when i had that that's when my trading size um grew exponentially um and this is another thing like to be aware of that um it's i'm not saying it's easy to be profitable it's not it's very obviously the numbers you know less than one percent are and all that stuff but once you are profitable the difficulty is to then carry on doing exactly the same thing but at a higher higher position size so again this is this is where i really struggled so um i i like i said earlier i was like trading 50 pounds i was i was risking 50 pounds or something like that um and and that's that's you know the the emotions they're difficult enough with 50 pounds on but then um the real challenge in trading is managing and doing everything correctly while your position size is 10 times higher or hundred, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that was a really difficult um, stage for me. So I, I, as soon as I, I mean, my worst, um, like the worst trade I ever did was on the U S was on Dow Jones. Um, and, and this is where I was, you know, 50, I was I was I went from risking 50 pounds to 500 pounds overnight you know just bad you know you just asking you know you're just asking to get ruined by your own mentality really there you know literally overnight because I was I was doing really well um and I just thought yeah this is it I need to go for it now like an idiot um, and, and was that um, 500 pounds was that profit like that you'd made already or was that just fresh like a fresh account no just it? just in the account yeah just no just in the just from what from what i've grown you know okay yeah, so it wasn't probably you've account. made yeah okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so the, again this is why i kept being break even because i i'd slowly build up the account like a ninja 
and then just ruin it, you know. And so, so yeah, so I remember specifically, I was like, I went to bed and I went to bed thinking, right, tomorrow I'm going big. And then, so tomorrow, so then the next day I, I went to 500 and it was the worst trade ever because it was <laughs> technically, it was a great trade. It went on to be a great winner, but I went into, it went into drawdown by about 450 pounds and I just couldn't, I, I couldn't handle it. I just, I just closed it. I just, you know, yeah, just bang, yeah. you know, just <laughs> like, oh my God. And then, then, then obviously it goes on and, and goes on to be a great winner just as, you know, my, my analysis was correct. Or, yeah. or, or Which was, is even uh, worse, right? It's like, you want to be right one way or the other. And if you do yeah, that, you exactly. can't be. You exactly. can't be. Just, you know? Yeah. Just sabotaging, sabotaging myself. So, um, and yeah, that, 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 that trade as well was that one trade. It set me back over a year because after that trade, I was, so after that trade, I then went on tilt and I, 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 I lost all the profit in my account that's what i mean when i went back i went all the way back to break even and then i was like that's when i pulled the money out of the account and i was like okay that's it i'm just going to watch the markets and for and for maybe about three months i was too scared to even put on a one pound risk trade and then and then i basically just built myself back up from there really like but, and, and so yeah, how did it, you get it, to a, a larger account size i mean did you because it sounds so had, like, based on that, it sounds like you know you knew that the lesson there of not of going from a small size to a to large size overnight is yeah. not going to work, right? Yeah. So I had, um, I did have savings, so I used I used those to have um, a decent level a decent level of account, and and I had money coming in, so I can um, I can use you know you can use leverage to um, you know. Uh, get to the position size that you need. Um, but I, I, I mean, I, I grew position size pretty slowly, but then once I realized that, um, as I said earlier, once I realized that I had a really strong edge or really strong strategy, or I don't know, I, I just felt really confident in everything that I was doing. Then I had, I had literally had no problem like going 10 times in my size, in, in my sizes. Right. So, and 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 even now like i have this is something i tell people as well like try to have total emotional detachment that's what you need to practice total detachment to the trade you put the trade on it doesn't matter if it's stop loss it doesn't matter if it's take profit you don't i don't, I don't feel anything now so honestly i i could have you know big winners i don't care like it's on to the next one on to the next day i'm doing whatever that's that's the type of mentality that you need in order I think to succeed in the long run because you know like i say going from small size to big size you need emotional detachment a hundred percent you need to be um a, a, you know ice man mm. now what, what i'm interested in is is in hearing is what your first sort of like the value of the first week where you actually sort of thought okay now this is significant I'm I'm happy with like the, you know, this has been great. This, you know, and I suppose he's trying to be Iceman at the same time. I want to hear what mm -hmm. that, like, if you can share with us that figure, that would be awesome. And then what yeah. happened the next week is really what I want to find out as well. So, so the big turning point, I think for me was when I had my first four digit winner. So uh, I had a first four digit winner and I didn't just, feel just a anything. trade, just one trade. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, just yeah. one, just, yeah. but but it was the first. It was yeah, it was the first one that hit. Even though I had others that were three digits, it was the first one that hit four digits, and and I didn't feel anything. And that was when I realized, oh, something's changed now. Um, and then like later on the same day, I didn't have any fear in in taking another trade. And then that went four digits as well. Um, and then at the end of the week, um, you know five digits and stuff like that so um yeah okay so 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 it was over ten thousand pounds on the at the end of the yeah. week end of that week yeah now what about yeah. what happened the next week how did that like the winning week you know you made 10 grand plus how did that look the next week um so i can't really i can't remember exactly a bit but i was i mean Every week has been every week has been pretty good. Um, so I haven't really I haven't had losing weeks for a long time. Um, I think the the key is is I have losing days and I have break even days. Um, but the key is that I I don't care like I care as much as the same as I have a winning day. Honestly, it's mm. just all the same. It's just so I don't, I'm not looking at. I, even though I'm talking about weekly, I'm not even looking at week. I, I'm looking at a hundred trades. I'm looking at what's happening over the year. And I think this is another thing that um, to realize is that, you know, when, when people say, you know, are you a profitable trader? A lot of people will say yes. And then you say, okay, how long you've been trading? And they say six months. That's not, you know, that's not profitable trading in my, in my opinion, you know, um, it, it's over the course how are you doing over the course of 100 trades, 200, 300? That's what you need to be looking at. Mm. Don't think, don't worry. If you start worrying about daily and weekly, like it's going to be, it's going to start to get really emotionally difficult. And so as well, that's what helps my my detachment. Just, just, I don't, I don't, I don't number try of trades, to, yeah. Number of trades is your yeah. is your focus, not 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 how how whatever week. Because I was just My, wondering if you if you'd had a rhythm a rhythm going that week, and then the weekend hit, and you somehow sort of like your brain detached from the daily. Like here's my daily routine of trading and seeing the markets, and then you go back in on a Monday. It's now fresh, but it sounds like at that point something had fundamentally shifted yeah. Yeah. in your yeah. in your mind. And I mean, yeah. is there any way you can you can try and share with the audience like how that shift happened or like anything I, yeah yeah it's called it's called five years of hard work that's what it is right that's what it is yeah right yeah it, yeah it's there's you know because i've been trying for i was trying for so long um and that um yeah i think eventually everything comes together but it takes time that's why you don't give up you, you just don't give up mm. because you know, all these things have to come together, your your fundamental understanding, technical understanding, risk management, uh, and then emotional management. Emotional management is is what separates good traders from very good traders, because I'm sorry, but, you know, hedge funds, they're not looking for people who can make 50 pounds a day. You know, they're they're looking for people mm. who can emotionally manage, you know, five million or, yeah, exactly. you know, things yeah, yeah. like this. Yeah. Right. So. So, yeah, it's very easy to trade small amount or it's not easy but it's a lot easier to trade small amounts of money and and it just comes with time so it just comes with with time of you know having the experience of having your stop loss get hit bang 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 and having your take profit get hit again and again and again and then you realize it's just the process i don't you know from every trade i 
I I put it on and I don't I don't care. You know what happens. I know if this one doesn't win, I'll get I sh- I'll get one later today or tomorrow or you know. Mm. So. And now, now it's going to be pretty hard to answer these questions. Next few questions, but I mean, what um, win rate and sort of risk to reward do you typically have? And you know what the questions I ask here, so you probably cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on so on it, it does vary, but like around um, win rates around at worst 40%, at best kind of like 60, 65, like if we're talking kind of like weekly or something like that. Um, and then risk rewards, it's never lower than one. Again, it varies, but it's between one and two. Okay. Yeah, so so no crazy figures here, right? And it's no. you know, that this is what I think people need to need to think about. Um and, and how do you get into those trades? Are they market orders or limit orders? Stop. Uh, stop? It, normally market, but yep. uh, I'll could uh, normally market, but like sometimes stop orders. Just you know, like if if the if the chart is setting up um, in such a way where you can see that there's a liquidity build above or below a certain level, then I'll use a stop order, like just to because you can get some really really sniper entries that way. Okay, and you talked about in your email um, that you're now starting to diversify into prop firms. Um, do you want to yeah. talk about that journey now that you've, you know, you, you obviously, if you had an early days five figure a week, you know, yeah. you can do a hundred thousand dollar challenge on a prop firm, eighteen percent. That's your that's your five figures there. So you sort yeah. of, I'm thinking, oh, well, what what's the what's the beauty of the prop firm model for you? Yeah, so it's to be able to. Actually, the, the thing that drew me to props was because I could trade um, like all sorts of instruments on there. Um, so, for, you know, on one broker, I can I can now, you know, access stocks. I can access indices and Forex. It's quite, you know, the the, the company I use is quite good like that. Um, and But the, the main thing is just to be able to diversify risk. So that I can just, what, what I want to do, like my plan for this year is just to build up as much uh, as many funded funded accounts as possible and then so i can be in a position where i'm not trading my own money uh, at all and then um and yeah just just try try to because these these funding companies you know they they offer a lot of uh, a lot of potential a lot of money um out there you know you don't just have to use one You, you can use several so you can build up quite a quite a large a large fund yourself um and yeah just having having diversified risk so i'll always i always trade my personal account but i i want these uh funded accounts like uh as an additional uh kind of like almost risk yeah risk-free yeah. Yeah. kind of I, I see what you mean now uh, what about like how are you going to trade these accounts are you going to use a trade copy of service or are you so going to trade I've been trading on them. Yeah, I just trade on them separately. Uh, I thought about trade copiers, but the thing is that um, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me because it doesn't really diversify my risk ah, as much right. as what I want. Yeah. So on on each on each prop account, um, and this is another thing I'd say if anyone's looking at props, like if it you just make sure that you are definitely profitable already. Like because I, I see like on social media, like a lot of people it, prop. Prop firms are, you know, um, being kind of blasted about everywhere on social media and they're getting a lot of attention. And I think, like, obviously you can see from the stats, 99% of uh, props, like, 
their uh, prop challenges or whatever or, or whatever they they they, yeah. they fell and they fell because they're just new traders doing it um they see like the big account size and they think like oh this is get rich quick and, and stuff like that it's not it's not at all um so like the, the risk i use on on my prop account is is tiny tiny um but it's it's safe you know so mm. um so yeah yeah, that makes sense. It's quite clever, actually, to to not copy your trades across all the all the accounts and yeah. just do, you know. And I say, I suppose some traders may not have as many trades uh, in their, you know, that they're taking, so that they can go. Well, I'll just take a trade here, and I'll take a trade there, yeah. and I'll still pass that challenge, and you know, be able to yeah. get some money out of that one. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. And now, yeah, sorry, go on. I don't know. I was just going to say as well. What, what I'm doing is well, I've got a couple of different strategies. So not only so that's what I'm doing as well. So on each account what i'm trying to do is like i label them by a different strategy as well ah. so it's not just diversify risk my even yeah. my strategy is diversified <laughs> as well across the different accounts so again it's just really that's just risk management you know and and what does your typical trading day look like now um so get up pretty early uh just trying to wake myself up give myself a slap and then just get in front of the, I, so I get up at like, I don't know, 7am or something. And I'm, I'm so I, I trade London Open um, or, well, not London Open, like I trade London Session. Um, so, yeah, I'm on, on the charts from about 8am and then I'll be off about by about 11am. So I only do a few hours there. And then if I've, if I've had, if I've won, uh, I've had, I've had a winner, like my one trade is won, that's it. Like I'm done. Close it down. Go and I've got I've got a little daughter. I go and play. You know we go and, we go and play. We just hang out and then you know I play some. I try and play you know sport in the afternoon or stuff like that. Um, so yeah. Okay. Awesome. And, and and so one trade for the day and that is it. You're done. You're not even going to look at the New York session, or I'll, you'll come back for that I'll, as well. I'll come back for New York if. Most days, yeah. Most days, I, I try to come back for New York. If I've lost, if I've lost London, or I'm or I'm break even on London, then a hundred percent I trade New York. Um, but yeah, some someday if I have a really good winner, like in in London, or like if I get two R in London, I'm not I'm not trading New York. Yeah. I'm I'm you know life is short, you know. Yeah, enjoy the time. Okay. Yeah. Um. And and what like do you do you do any stuff around mindset to to help you, just on an ongoing basis? Um. Yeah. I mean, I try to um, meditate. Um. I, I, you know, that isn't gonna. I see it posted around quite a lot, like on on hmm. on the on social media, like people saying like meditate and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not gonna make you profitable exactly, but um, it's good. It's just good for your overall like mental calmness um so things um in terms of mindset i think just before a trade so even even how um confident i am now sometimes before i trade especially on a monday because i don't know why but on a monday like it's the first day of the week i, I some like before i'm about to enter i sometimes get a little bit ooh, you know like ooh, is this gonna lose and stuff you know just just occasionally um and i yeah just then i have to so before I enter, I I try to just calm myself, remind myself, like um, emotional detachment. This trade doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I lose. I just tell myself. I just keep telling myself it doesn't matter if I lose. Basically, and right. then 
then that 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 gets me in and 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 something I would um, something that helped me uh, uh, and another aha moment kind of thing was um, was that I was quite so all these years I've been quite self analytical so what I and what I realised was um, it's a good idea to after the trade after your after you finish your trading session write down how you actually felt before you entered the trade during the trade and after and i I've, I've seen people i've seen people say this before like journal how your feelings and stuff but i never really understood how how that can help but it, it helps in the long run because after like a week or a month of doing it you started you start to you'll start to notice patterns like you'll start mm. to see oh, i'll get really nervous before i enter or oh, i get this happens that happens and then at least it gives you like something to latch on to in mm. terms of like what you can what you can try to rectify for like the next week so like yeah that that that's it's what actually, i found yeah, yeah. it gives me so give me an idea there like in terms of what would be quite handy and i think a lot of i mean i don't know about um i mean i know a lot of guys would struggle to go well how do i actually feel i don't really know but i suppose if yeah. you had like a list of maybe six feelings or something yeah and each of those yeah. had like a one to ten or no one to six and the middle yeah. one was sort of like you know i suppose nonchalant or whatever or and the yeah. bottom one was yeah. nervous the top one was confident um yeah. Yeah. or, or yeah. overconfident and then yeah that's sort of what yeah. you need isn't it and then you can go okay what was my average score here across the week yeah and then man i might even put that into my my plan um yeah <laughs> yeah, honestly, that that helped me. That helped me so much just to understand, like, because because when you're in the moment, when you're when you're trading, when you're when you're in the middle of the session, you can't really you can't really assess how how exactly you're feeling and how that's impacting your trading, your strategy, your plan, mm. or your risk management overall. That's why, like, you have to do it. Uh, you don't, you know. I mean, personally, like I didn't even write it down, but I'm saying like if you can write it down, because I, I just noticed it after, say, a few a few weeks and months of trying to analyze myself and my feelings that I realized that, oh, actually, I'm getting really like fearful at this point and I'm doing or, or you know, I'm getting greedy at this point. And then it, it kind of sometimes unmasks a lot of the the issues in your trading mm. plan let's say mm. yeah yeah it's 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 a, it's a good one um now what about uh if you had to sort of say right here's a here's a bit of a roadmap for somebody here's what i recommend you do what would it consist of that's a great question um i think it so i mean obviously it depends on your goals but um i'd say like don't rush just don't rush just um just remember to don't give up. So like there's, there's some statistics that I was looking at um, and I'm, you know, you, you might've probably already heard these, but like, I think I saw, um, I've got them written down. Hold on. Sorry. What was it? So yeah, 40%, 40% of new traders quit after one month. So you've probably heard that before, right? And 80% quit in two years, but what that, that 40% figure, when I read that, it gave me like so much belief to keep going because if you think about it, like this is one of the most competitive industries in the world, one of the most lucrative and nearly 50% are dropping out after one month. Like how can you possibly think that you're going to 
go up against you know the best and the brightest from all over the world you know hedge funds are hiring people from mit and all these places to mm-hmm. to, to trade and stuff like this so how can you how can you possibly even you know try to think that you're going to be profitable after 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 a month so so just don't give up and then you know um if you just don't give up you'll probably get there you know honestly it's it's literally as soon because trading isn't hard it isn't it isn't really in the long run it, it doesn't need to be so hard it just it just is hard because you need the experience and mm-hmm. so if you give up before you have the experience of knowing how to trade then you never obviously you're never going to get there so yeah just just don't give up simple as mm, that yeah. yeah good good advice as you as you mentioned at the start of the show now well, what we'll do is we'll wrap up here with a, a few quick fire questions and uh uh to start first one is how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable uh about three years what's your favorite entry setup um break and retest yeah uh what's your recommended trading book or resource uh trading in the zone by mark douglas um in the trading up podcast obviously oh yeah sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of I, thought this, of I thought this was a leading question but obviously <laughs> not um oh, yeah. what's your preferred broker and trading platform look folks i know you want the answer to this question which broker is this trader using now the answer has been sponsored by black bull markets so to find the answer out you're going to need to go over to tradingnut.com find the show notes page for this guest and then all will be revealed and what's uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade yeah, it was uh, Dow Jones um, when I decided to 10 times my position size overnight uh, because I was all of a sudden a, a big boy trader. <laughs> yeah, all right. We heard about that one. Um, and if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, try to master emotional detachment during the trade and while you're entering the trade. Yeah, just be a robot. Right. Righty-ho. That's the key. That's the key, folks. Yeah. Very, yeah. Easier said than done. Um, yeah. Now, I, I don't think you're, you're you're keen for people to get hold of you. Is that right? You're not bothered, or you you no, yeah, happy people, for people to reach yeah, out? People, or yeah, so like I, I don't sell anything. I'll never sell anything. Uh, but I, I I created a Twitter account um, just the other day. It's uh, Freedom Pips FX. So you know, if you want to, I'll just be throwing up like just stupid memes and 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 also like chart setup as well I, i'm gonna start posting on there kind of just like the types of things that i'm looking at um for the week ahead and, and stuff like that or yeah just whatever i can really but yeah just if, if people want to reach out on there that's cool awesome well look folks a big thank you to ben for sharing with us today everything we've discussed here along with that twitter link will be in the show notes to find them simply search for ben in the search box on tradingnut.com or check the link in the description until next time i wish all my listeners trading happiness and success all right folks interview done and dusted with ben so now other things going on here at the channel if you do want to check out that video about candlesticks from naveen then please go and check it out he dives into the detail of it it really gives you a full understanding of what goes on behind a candlestick on all different time frames and how they operate so you've got to go and check that out it's not just for the newbies it's for intermediate and advanced traders as well uh, other things we've got that live streams we've got herrera khan on the uh, live streams there and the trades are being transported or teleported whatever you call it 
it onto Telegram. So you can actually see those trades hit along with some other trades you might be taking during that week. And other things are Robot Lab Live. Remember, uh, it's where we're going to build out trading robots. And we're actually starting a new one next week. So if you do want to jump on board that, then go and check out the $1 trial. I'd love to see you in there. All right, folks, enough from me. Have a great trading week, and we'll see you in the next one.